0: This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 tee time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Edwin Watts Golf, truly Nolan and Critter Control. French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Backspin Golf from the Square Country Club on Main Street in downtown Lexington. Here's what I'll say on this Sunday morning. Enough with the wind. All right? If anybody's listening out there that can do something about this, it's probably a kind of an unrealistic request, Sean, you think? Probably. Enough with this wind stuff all the time here. It wreaks havoc on golf, as we all know. I'm very excited, as I always am every Sunday, but I'm very excited for our guests this week. We're going to be talking with Evan Singer of the PAR Train. He's amazing, and he will help me, and in turn, that will help you, I hope, with the mental aspect of the game we love. Boy, do I need help with that in life, too. Maybe I'll ask Evan about just life and not just on the golf course. Uh, And then our incredible friend, Ryan French, Monday Q info on Twitter, who is just one of the more remarkable people that I've ever been blessed to know in my life with everything he does to help people in the world of golf. And he'll explain, we'll talk about what that exactly is, but, the phrase giving back has never meant more than it does with Ryan French. And then finally, our buddy Matt McCrady from Manowar Golf and Thoroughbred Golf Club will join me and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on at the best practice facility anywhere Manowar Golf and Thoroughbred Golf Club, which is used to be a hidden gem around here, but is not anymore because people know about it and they're going out there in droves, which is a word I don't use quite enough. Uh, So I'm really excited. We've had a lot of great things going on. The uh, Augusta national women's amateur is fantastic. Fantastic course. Starting at midnight tonight, it's master's week. That's uh, we'll talk much more about that. But as of right now, Let's get going. I'm ready to tee off, so let's do it. All right, here we go. I've been waiting for this, for what seems like it. Well, it has been a very long time because we were on hiatus for a long time, and he's a very, very busy guy because people want to know what Evan Singer is thinking and talking about. You can follow him on Twitter at The Par Train, P-A-R-T-R-A-I-N, just like it sounds. Uh, And also, I want to talk to him about this, the number one mental game podcast, a million plus downloads. Wait, that's got to be a typo. Hi, Evan. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Wait, that's that's a pretty big number. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Well, here's here's I'll explain to you. You probably don't realize this, but I'll explain to you why it's so popular cuz we're all tormented by golf. Yeah. I mean we we're tormented in our regular lives but on the golf course we're tormented mentally, not yeah. our swings mentally. Yeah. I've had you on the show before but I want to remind everybody about why this is so important especially now that we're getting into the spring and in some places some places have snow. You're in LA, we're here. It's finally starting to get warm enough to play. But let's talk for a minute about mentally what you think is a good way to start as we get back out on the golf course. Hmm. Is there something that that you could tell us to help us prepare mentally to get back out there?
2: I'll do you one better, Matthew. I actually think you've got an advantage. I think, so? I think there's actually a lot of good things that come out of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. And you hear this a lot actually. I've heard this from guests, I've heard this from friends, from some of our followers that in those rounds I hear people, you know, coming back from an injury, I hear this with the winter, I hear this with they had a child mm-hmm. or things are happening, they can't get out and play and they say you wouldn't believe it, I went out and played, I had zero expectations. And I played better than I did when I was going to the range and I was watching videos and I had a coach, you know, sometimes uh, there's power in stripping things away than adding
1: back on. So they could actually be a good thing. And I have two of those things going on a here in Lexington. It's not like Vermont, but the weather has been all winter. It's been, we couldn't play. Uh, I had a new hip put in on October 5th so That's i That's right how's that going it's going great i'm very Good. very lucky uh but i haven't been i haven't played actual golf since september i've tried a couple times in the last couple weeks and it's rained the times that of course that i wanted to get out there but that whole thing about no expectations is hard for a lot of people most people i would say to process they it's almost like how wait a minute i'm supposed to go out and peg my ball on the first tee <laughs> and not have expectations about what's going that's a kind of a difficult thought process to go through for most people
2: yeah and you know maybe you don't have to go from i want to break 80 or i want to get my my handicap down to a single digit Mm -hmm. to I have zero expectations, right? Maybe there's a midpoint or a baby step where, you know, I I can't remember which sports psychologist told us this. I think it was Rick Sessinghouse, who's the coach of uh, Colin Morikawa since he's been like eight years old. Pretty good coach. Yeah, and I think he said something to us in Orlando when we were with him. Basically, like, you have to accept it, but you don't have to like it. Like it's okay not to like it, right, okay. but it happened. So you can either get really upset, get more tense, and ruin the rest of your round. and by the way, probably the rest of your day and or week for right. a lot of golf nuts because personally, I don't think there's anything worse than looking forward to something and then leaving it and thinking, I ruined that time. I didn't enjoy any of that time, that's even though I was looking point. forward to it, yeah. right? So I think, you know, Ted Lasso says it: you got to be curious, not judgmental. And I think that's maybe a way to to change expectations of you can still want to do well, but instead of dwelling in what didn't go right, try and be a detective and understand, you know, was that the lie? Was I not committed? Was I Mm -hmm. Did I want to swing 75% and I actually swung 110%, Mm -hmm. you know, then you're starting to like diagnose, right. And and that's good. and not judge. That's a totally different way to play. than you see a lot of golfers, which is so nervous, so tense. Mm -hmm. And then you hit a bad shot. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, I've seen, I've seen players, uh, a friend of my father-in-law who I've played golf with up North in Northern California. Mm -hmm. I've seen him, yell at himself for hours and then he hits isn't it funny Matthew like we get so angry after a bad one but Mm -hmm. then after a good one we don't even celebrate that much it's just like oh yeah that's what it should be but if you actually mapped out his averages his quote poor shots are actually his average yeah yeah so we we put the good ones on this pedestal as the norm when really that's our outlier
1: right yeah yep. see another all your points are a great point. And there's a great example of what we're talking about that just happened uh, in Augusta at the Augusta National women's amateur, last year's champion Anna Davis, who is 17 years old, went out and they real quickly they were playing preferred lies in the fairways or closely mown areas. She didn't know that. Her first hole, she hit a ball in the rough, asked the scorer, can we lift clean in place? He said yes. She put it back down, hit it into the rough, did the same thing, and was penalized four shots when her round ended because they weren't allowed to move their balls. And to see her interview after it was over, and she's 17, they asked her, how did you recover? She ended up shooting even par for the whole 14 holes the rest of the round. She said, I just said, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm going to make the best of what I have left and then see where I am at the end of the round. She was incredible. And that's what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And it's also, it kind of reminds me of what Julian Edelman said to Tom Brady when they were down 28 to three. I think it was in the Super Bowl versus the Falcons. Mm -hmm. it's documented, it's on, uh, it's been recorded. He says this could be one hell of a story, you know? And I think that's actually a really great uh, tool to tell yourself of of like, hey, some of my favorite shots have been my recoveries from the worst areas. Right. And it's, that's what people talk about versus nobody's really talking about my fairway to green two putt par. Now, obviously that's what we all want. We want the stress-free pars. Um, but, you know, I think reminding yourself that you can be creating a story and getting excited to recover yeah. yep. is what the game is.
1: I, uh, I've come a long way for me. I used to get real boy. Do I wish I had met you a long time ago? Now I, was- I get
2: mad too, by the way, we oh. should talk about that. I'm not okay. immune to it either. okay
1: well, you're a human being, Evan. yeah exactly know you know okay yeah I, I used to get really mad. I mean, I never threw clubs really, but I would curse, I would be angry I would be all that stuff. I've gotten a lot better, but my hero has since has always been Sevi and mm. the one thing that I love most and all of us love most about Sevi Are his recovery shots? How did he make birdie from behind that tree in the fair? That's the amazing thing about Seve. So a lot of times, and I'm in trouble all the time. I mean, that's what my thought is walking up there. Almost like, what would Seve do here? You know how? Yeah. I'm not comparing myself to Seve, but. I'm just saying that's a, a good way to think of it. I want to, there is, I could do two hours with you. I wish I could, but here, this is something interesting with, that when you play, as most of us do with other players, whether you know them or you don't know them, I want you to talk for a minute about um, this guy. You say, I got a DM from a podcast listener who shaved 14 shots off their handicap by avoiding hmm. the comparison trap. Talk about that for a minute because that's really, for a lot of us, this is a big deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was such an amazing message. I mean, comparison, if you think about it, how often do I make decisions based on what the guy in my group, it could be a great friend too. Right. right. Um, What the guy in my group or gal in my group is hitting, what club they're hitting, Mm -hmm. what score they made, where their ball is versus where my ball is. Trust me, I have felt all the emotions. (laughs) If you're spraying it everywhere and everybody else is kind of congregated in the fairway, right? It feels isolating. Yeah, it really does. There's no avoiding that feeling, but if you, but I think I should point out that's the automatic thought Mm -hmm. that you have as a human, because we want to be connected. We want to be with other people. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I take a step back from that and I go, okay, why does that feel isolating? It's because I'm comparing myself to where they are, but guess what? I could make a better score from where I am than where they are. And how funny will that be? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I've been the guy that have been in the trees all day and I make par. Whereas my buddy is in the fairway and three putts and makes bogey, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, I think um, they always say comparison is the thief of joy. That's a very common cliche quote. But after I got that message, I realized comparison is probably the thief of good golf, too.
1: Mm. See, this is this is all just such great stuff. Um, Next week, the Masters. Just give me a quick thought. Who do you think is going to win the Masters next week? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. And be careful with your answer, because I'm going to bet whoever you say.
2: <laughs> well, that's I don't know if I would recommend that, but um, I mean, a lot of people favor drawers of the golf ball, although Scotty Scheffler isn't a, really a drawer of the golf ball. I would I, I've always liked Colin Morikawa. Yeah. yeah, um, because he's I'm biased because I know his coach, but at right. the same time, like he Alistair McKenzie courses. I've had the chance to play a few now. Mm-hmm. He it's, it's all about where you put that shot with your irons. Right. And yeah. obviously around the greens. Yeah. Um, he's a iron player. He's a great iron player and he's got the pedigree and the mindset for a place right. like that. He's, right. he's wired to win.
1: So I like, I've always liked Morikawa at the masters. That's a, I think that's a good choice. I might put some pizza money on Colin Morikow. <laughs> what about you? As we call it. Um, I, for me, and I, I think he's a really good guy. And, you know, the I think it's hard to pick against Scotty Scheffler the way he's playing now. Yeah. Uh, he's the defending champion there. He obviously can play that course. So, I don't know. I love the Masters when somebody that we really don't expect to win it at least is in contention on Sunday. And I'm not talking about the guy that I lovingly called the cheater. Like, I don't, I don't want guys like that, that have won there before, but yeah, and, and especially this year, there are so many guys that are playing really good golf right now that could jump up there and have a great four days and, uh, you know, a lot of young guys. I don't know. I'm just so excited that it's Masters Week coming up that, you know, we'll see what happens. Um thank can you. Can I say so
2: one much. final thing? Of course you can. So you made me think of um I remembered the amazing interview we posted last year, um, the day before, or maybe it was actually his winning press conference with Scotty. Mm-hmm. And um it reminds me of the podcast we did last week where we you know, our, our mission is helping frustrated golfers enjoy the ride. Right. And last week we did a podcast unpacking what it means to enjoy the ride. Like what, what actually helps you enjoy the game? What gets in the way of that? Right. And one thing I realized was, you know, in those moments when you are, let's say, let's say to make it relatable, you've got a bet with a friend, all the way to someone playing for the masters and you've got a chip and you've got to get up and down. Right. In that moment, you've got all the pressure on you. You're feeling your hands shaking. And let's say you make the shot and you hit it close. A lot of, what a lot of people think is your clutch, right? Mm You have just got that gene. But what I think people like Scotty Scheffler do so well is they acknowledge that they have the nerves they don't have to feel perfectly comfortable. He even said he almost threw up mm-hmm. the morning of the masters. He was crying. Right. Um, Cause he was so nervous. He didn't know if he could do it. Yeah. All they have is the ability and the skill to then focus on something more productive in the moment. So for me, for example, for me around the greens, I know that if I keep my hands light and I turn my chest to the target mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, I'm going to have good contact mm-hmm. whether I hit it close or not, you know, that's not guaranteed. Right. But I know that as long as I move my chest to that target, I'm not going to chunk it or I scroll it. So in that moment, that's all I have to do. Right. So it's not that I have a clutch gene. Yeah. I just have the skill of knowing what to focus
1: on. See, this is there's everything you say is so good for me. So it's lucky that I get the chance to talk to you like this. <laughs> uh, real quick. Last thing. How do people listen to your Million download podcast.
2: um Wherever you get your podcast, we are so most popular is probably Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So just search uh, the Par train and uh, I'd say our most popular place to follow us is probably Instagram at the Partrain.
1: Okay, you're a great one, man. It's great to talk to you. How are you? Thank and, you, my man. Uh, I'll be talking to you again. Expect a text from me and saying I need you <laughs> anytime. All right. Thanks, All right. Man. See ya. See ya. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Welcome back. Boy, am I excited. This is my excited voice, Sean. I'm really excited because I now get to talk to somebody I respect immensely, I admire immensely, one of the truly great people. I am the king of hyperbole, as I always say, but this is the truth one of the truly great people i have been blessed to know in my life not because of his grammar which is horrible but for every other reason my pal ryan french joining me now hi ryan
3: matthew how are you uh thank you same to you and uh and also my spelling is not is not great either so yeah. both aren't great thanks but, for having me on
1: you know i i kind of group spelling and grammar together yeah so. fair it's uh, but it's part of your charm. I've found, because people on your incredible Twitter account, of course, it's Monday Q info, and this is how the whole thing started. You talking about mini tours and uh, pros that nobody knows about, and apparently, with one hundred twenty-eight thousand followers, now a lot of people want to know about this. But uh, you to this is the greatest. Sort of employed because my mom bought a subscription. Now, see, this is part of your charm, like the grammar thing. People like to point it out and you have a funny response, but something exactly like that. But here's where I want to start. So you were with you started on your own and then you went with Fire Pit Collective, which was a big deal. And now you're on your own again, although in a very different way. And so I want to, because a lot of our listeners follow you, I want you just to tell them what, how it evolved and you, what you are now doing.
3: Yes. Thank you, Matthew. I do want to say before I start, because I say it every time I'm on the show. Yeah. And we just said it before we got on there. There's only... One first radio show that I'll ever be able to be on. And that uh, was it. This is it. Matthew asked me on and uh, will always be my first inter- uh, radio interview. So, yeah, I I did this. You've come you've uh, come a
1: long way, just it's to let you know.
3: Crazy ride. Yeah. Uh, three years, yeah, trying to figure out how to make a living. And then Fire Pit gave me a great opportunity. And uh, I decided it's a tough decision, but I decided that I was probably – uh, better off to kind of start my own thing. So uh, they helped me grow and hopefully the new thing will help me grow a little more and we mm-hmm. can help more kids and help more players and uh, I can make a living. So,
1: well, uh, yeah, it's well, all, it's all great. We'll talk about that. And by the way, uh, you can go to mondayq.com right? That's the website. And Correct. by the way, this new website deal and, along with your spelling and your grammar, I know you don't know how to do crap with any of this stuff. You're like me. Zero.
3: Right. Zero. But
1: yeah. your, your incredible wife, Steph, and some other people, I'm assuming, this website is incredible. It's amazing what you've been able Thank to you. do.
3: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tyler and my wife. I have... Ideas in my head, but yes, I I don't even know (laughs) how to turning on a computer and internet and emails about the extent of my, uh, knowledge there. So, uh, yeah, Tyler turned my ideas into a great website and, um, Mark Baldwin helped and other players helped. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of work, but, uh, you and I talk often, Matt, Matthew privately is that, Mm -hmm. uh, it, the day I complain about covering golf for a living, uh, we got problems, you know? So, uh, I, it's hectic, it's hard, and I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Well, here's the thing that, uh, I have been saying on Twitter and I'll say it now on the show. Uh, you're, you talk about free subscriptions and all that kind of stuff. People, if you are listening I want you as soon as this show is over to go to mondayq.com and subscribe. Just subscribe. It's $49 for a year. Is that right? Yes, correct. $49 for the year and the it's the best content anywhere because of what Ryan does. You talk about helping and you have, there's too much to talk about in terms of equipment and money and, and everything in golf-related, helping school teams. And it's, it's incredible what you do. Here's one from yesterday. Damn, the last couple of days have been fun. Elijah played his first round with his new clubs today and shot his career best two under 70. I hate him. He also wants everyone to notice he took the ball retriever out. And here's this kid. How old is Elijah? Uh, He's going to be a senior in high school. Okay. So he's 17, probably going on 18. He doesn't even look that old. Uh, With his new clubs that he's gotten to play with, can you tell us briefly a little about Elijah? And in the bigger context of this is what you do for people – school teams. This is what you do.
3: Yeah. So quickly about Elijah, uh, I got, I did a a thing at Christmas just asking for kids that love the game, but might not be able to afford it. Um, Elijah's mom works, uh, Elijah's dad, I believe is a logger and couldn't work after he contacted COVID. So, you know, they just don't have expendable Mm -hmm. income for, for golf. And he's a good kid and works at a golf course, his coach and teacher, reached out to me. And so um, in the meantime, one of my favorite followers who's uh, unreal and wants to say anonymous uh, said, I want to give $5,000 to a kid to kind of make his dreams come true. So uh, Elijah was the kid we picked and he went and got fitted. He has top of the line, everything. He was down to nine clubs because yeah. of, and he was using a wood wood and he's a pretty good golfer. And so uh, we got him fitted, and he has top of the line everything: bag, Mizuno irons, Voki wedges, uh, Odyssey putter, uh, Callaway driver, Titleist three wood. Uh, got him new shoes. Uh, Hayden Buckley and Grayson Sig, who both play on tour, sent him a bunch of free clothes, tickets. Uh, and oh. it was yeah, we spent forty five hundred dollars on the kid, and happy to do it. Um, and I say all the time, Matthew, I I don't do this. I I'm the moderator. I'm lucky enough to have a platform, and again, giving credit to my wife, as this thing started to grow, uh, you know, we decided that uh, we needed to make sure that we give back to a game that, is, that has changed my life. Chris Gallagher, a follower of mine who's been amazing, helped me start this foundation. And so, um, yeah, there's no more rewarding tweets than those. I love the stories. Peter Lonsberg, who's playing the is what I do... Yeah. It's the core of what I, I cover, but there is no more rewarding phone calls than parents or coaches telling it what it means to these kids. So
1: I just get the chills every time, pretty much every day when I look at your, when I can stop laughing at your grammar mistakes and the things people, are, that's the thing that makes me laugh is how some people are even serious about it. You know, I wish you, uh, your grammar was better. Excuse me. Right. Help you're this following it.
3: <laughs> you're following the wrong account if you're looking for that.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Now, before I let you go. Sure. Talk to me a little bit about, I know how hard you have to work at this. I mean, you're putting together information from every tour all over the world. I don't know. I've said this to you. I have no idea how you do what you do. Do you get time do you watch golf at all other than when mark baldwin is playing not 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 really
3: uh because a lot of the golf golf i cover as you know matthew's not on tv um so and i don't have time to really sit and watch um i do sometimes i'll watch the masters for sure and those things but uh day to day or week to week no not really a lot of the golf that i have that i watch quote unquote is Looking at leaderboards from tours, ninety nine point nine percent of people have never heard. Yeah, um, and so a lot of a lot of time spent on the internet. Uh, an amazing wife who is patient and takes care of a lot of the family stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, spend a lot of time on the internet. So again, I'd love I'd love to complain and say I work too hard and <laughs> it's too hard. But at the end of the day, I sit in an office and look at scores for a, a large portion of the day.
1: Right. Well, uh, everything that you're doing, as I always say, is staggering to me, not only to me, but to most of your 128,000 followers. I have to keep repeating that because I, I just, um, staggered, Pretty
3: crazy. but Pretty then crazy.
1: most of them don't know you as well as I now know you. So I understand, you know, I get it. I understand. Most of my 2,100 followers don't know anything about me. So that's good. All right. Uh, thanks for jumping on with me. It's always great to catch up. And uh, you know, I love you more than life itself.
3: I love you too, Matthew. And for the uh, followers who have been around for a long time, I used to, I once tracked a uh, Monday qualifier from a Speedway parking lot. And things have gone full circle as I'm talking to Matthew from a Speedway parking lot in Michigan city, city, Indiana. uh,
1: This makes me so happy right now. That is perfect. As far as you get
3: away from where you are, you still remain the same. So that's
1: right. Exactly. Right. Words to live by. Thanks, Ryan.
0: Thanks, Matthew. Love you guys. Thanks.
1: Talk to you soon.
0: See ya. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by
1: French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Uh, this this is, Sean, I don't even think you know this. This is pretty amazing. Uh, for a long time, for quite a while now, my pal Matt McCready of War Golf and Thoroughbred Golf Club, I think is how you say it. I'll ask him in a minute have been talking about all things golf, especially in Lexington, but more in general. He is a PGA professional. So we talk about a lot of things. But this time, something has happened recently that puts Matt McCready uh, kind of on a level with me, Sean, in the golf world, which I know he's never been on that level before. Uh, I'll just say that. And that's I'm not bragging. I mean, it's just who I am. But now I can't even claim this as my own. Hey, Sean, remember a couple of years ago when I was awarded the media representative of the year by the Kentucky section of the PGA of America? Remember that? Yeah, Sean does. Well, Matt McCrady just got, except for the wording on the plaque, the same plaque that I have. And we're very proud of him. Hello, Matt McCrady.
4: Hello, Matthew Lawrence.
1: <laughs> First of all, congratulations. I want you to tell uh, everybody listening what that award is that you just won from the very same Kentucky section of the PGA of America.
4: I was fortunate enough to be nominated and then granted an award by the peers of the Kentucky section and the awards committee uh, for the 2023 Merchandiser of the Year in the public category. Um, first, a little shocked that I it because there's a lot of good merchandisers out there in the public category. Um, yeah. 2nd uh blessed and humbled to win it. Um happy to win it because there's a lot of people that have come before me to win it, but... Uh, just proud to have represented Man of War Golf in a good way that all the peers of the Kentucky section were able to notice.
1: Well, it's that's very humble of you. I have not since I won my award, which was totally deserved, I have not been humble about this at all. I'm proud of you for your humility. <laughs> and it's one of the things that uh I I want to recognize you for. And I don't understand it personally, but you know, I'm I'm glad to see somebody is doing that.
4: I just hide it. I don't let it come
1: out. Oh, okay. Like when you got home, you were dancing around and saying, well, of course, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I did too. Okay. That's great. And I'm very happy that we both have a plaque from we the sure very prestigious Kentucky section of the PGA, and that's no fooling right there. Absolutely. All right. Before we get into the things going on at War and at Thoroughbred, I want to talk with you briefly as because we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, about the rollback of the ball and the equipment and the blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. This is a continuing topic, and it will be especially with Masters Week coming up. This will continue to be talked about because... Uh, That idiot, the bulk, has now come out and said all kinds of stuff like I care about what he says about it. Uh, But I just want to get your thoughts as a PGA professional about what's going on with these rollbacks.
4: I stand with the PGA of America. We just had our um, annual spring meeting. We were fortunate enough to have the vice president of the PGA, Don Ray, with us. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of stand together and say that we are against the rollback. Um, because Don Ray made the best point out of all of them. He said, at what point do I have my 10 year old, 11 year old student who I have, who's going to go on to play division one golf and wants to play professionally. When do they start using it? So, uh, it, is bad. Um, anything for this is bad. It's not good. And it affects, you know, personally, somebody like myself as a merchandiser, I got to figure out what ball I'm going to carry. Right. Because. Everybody wants to play with the pros are playing. And so that's going to affect what we carry, how much we carry, then what's going to go on with the old stuff. Nobody if nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. So it's just sitting there, or you got to sell it for nothing and you lose your money. So it's just, it's not good from a standpoint of uh, merchandising and it separates the average person from the tour player that wants to be with the tour player. We know that what we use is not what they use, but Ron Smith on the weekend who has a new tailor-made driver and has the same one as Rory does. He thinks he's playing the same one as Rory. And that's what we need.
1: Right. Okay. Here, just to play devil's advocate for a minute though, where as uh, even though I'm a fantastic golfer, as you know, yes, you've, and it's all the work you've done with me has been staggering me and elevated me to that level. Uh, (laughs) I, I can't say that with a straight face. I am not, even if they use a, rolled back ball that goes 20 yards shorter and doesn't spin as much, whatever they're doing. I'm not playing that ball. Like is as an amateur, isn't that, isn't this only for professionals and and the elite amateurs? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. That is correct. I I don't care what they're doing on the PGA tour. I'm coming out to man of war and I'm going to be chipping and putting with the same ball that I use. And I think most amateurs, do you really think that m- most amateurs are going to go, well, you know, if Rory's playing this ball, I'm going to play this ball too. Is that going to happen? They shouldn't.
4: Yeah, they shouldn't because why would they want to play a ball that goes shorter?
1: Right. <laughs> That's, not- That's fine. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and again, as I said, this whole thing, First of all, this, if it happens, it's not going to happen for another two and a half years. Right. So, okay. Oh, it's my fault. I brought it up. I should, st- Sean, tell me to stop bringing stuff up like this. Okay. <laughs> stop you, bringing. we got to get ahead of it. We've got
4: to, we've yeah. got to let them know that we're against it.
1: Wait, what'd you just say? Sure. I said, stop bringing stuff up. I like don't that. mean right now. I mean, every week. Oh, 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 oh. this is what it's unbelievable. Anyway. Uh, all right. All right. Let's transition over to man-of-war golf and everything. It would be great here in Lexington, uh, as people that listen to the show know, and you know I had my hip replaced in October. I still have not been able to get out and play because every day in the last month that I've been wanting to go out, it's either rained or we have 50-mile-an-hour winds or it's not raining but it's too wet to take a cart out on the course, which I need to do. We're all getting hopefully back into playing in now at that time of year. What's going on over at Man o War, the best practice facility anywhere, period?
4: As you say, everybody's getting back into it. So we're going to kick off April, as we always do, our adult clinics start back up. Oh, yeah. So that can get you out of that winter kind of rustiness. We can get you out of that very quickly. Um, junior clinics have started up. Junior clinics, our junior programming is full force for all the kiddos. And of course, we are very close to the Masters. So we are very close yeah. to switching to grass teas at Mandalorian Golf. So that's everybody's favorite time.
1: Okay. Now, I never knew that after all these years. Is that when you go back to grass teas, is the Masters? Usually. So we have a,
4: a, a grass compound that's called rye. Yeah. And rye really starts to peak um, really about the beginning, kind of middle of April. And it just always happens to correspond yeah. with the masters. And as you know, Brad likes to very, is very proud of what we have and will stand on that tee and say that there is no better piece of grass in the world at that time when it's perfect.
1: And you know what? He's right. A hundred percent. And that there is no better driving range anywhere than at man of off. It's humongous. It's huge. It's beautiful. 25 acres. Twenty. I didn't even know that either. 25 acres? 25 acres. And I've hit balls all on every acre of that, even if I didn't mean to. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the, the best chipping and putting area and sand traps and everything you could ever want to elevate your game. All right, let's talk for a minute about thoroughbred golf course. That gym. Same thing.
4: We're, it's a hidden gym. It's getting it better and better. Um, we've got some secret happenings that I can't really let go on that are very close to being finished. Oh, to come on! Really elevate. I won't tell anybody. You could tell me <laughs> that's going to be awesome. So we've got some things in the work. Um, uh, we've still got the best carts that you can get at a public facility, um, that have speakers, GPS. Yeah. Uh, you can order food from the restaurant right from the cart. It doesn't get any better. So we're getting ready to rock and roll and hit the season. We've already been busy. We had, uh, last Sunday we had, um, over 180 golfers play.
1: All right, so this is not anymore as much of a hidden gem as it was. Uh, Everybody's trying to time. find it. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's awesome. Uh, I've been out there, and I will be out there again. Believe me, as soon as the weather lets me play. Before I let you go, who's going to win the Masters?
4: This, it's finally his
1: time. Rory gets it done. Oh. Man, I hope so. Uh, what are your feelings? Speaking of this, what are your feelings? We got live guys playing in the Masters. I think I saw 18 of them will yeah. be playing in the Masters. Personally, I don't really care. Like, I think the, the PGA Tour and those guys will be fine. I don't think they're, they're just going to – it's the Masters. They're going to go out. They're going to play. I don't think they'll be confident unless some idiot from live – says something that's going to cause a confrontation, right? I think it'll be okay. I will say for the first time yesterday on the golf channel, they put up an interview from the last live golf event of Brooks Kepka, somebody and the cheater. And that's the first time I've had to look at his mug for a long time. And I was, I imagine. I was uh, yeah, not happy, happy. but you, you've been happy
4: not having to see.
1: Oh yeah. It's been the greatest. Uh, but next week, as we know, he'll be there, and I'm already see. just saying it. Man. Yeah, it's already terrible. Uh, already terrible. All right. Thanks so much for jumping on. I'll be catching up with you again. You know I love having you on the show, and uh, thanks a million, pal. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All right. That'll be it once again for this episode of Backspin Golf. We'll be back next Sunday. You know what that is, Sean? Masters Sunday. and Boy, will we have a lot to talk about. I'm just guessing, of course. But we will have a lot to talk about. Uh, Thanks to my guests, Evan Singer and Matt McCready and the incredible Ryan French. Thanks also to my partners, who I could not do this show without. That's bad grammar. I couldn't do the show without the great support of my partners. That's better. Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, Critter Control Truly Nolan, Edwin Watts Golf, French Lick Resort, Gearheads of Nicholasville, Lexington Parks and Rec, of course, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, wowing Central Kentucky one roof at a time. I'll be back next week, Master Sunday, with another episode of Backspin Golf.
0: Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Truly Nolan and Critter Control.